this mic can probably, well, you don't have to go too close, probably. No, so right now we're doing a sound check. So just give a sample of what you'd be talking about. And just, you know. So I think the uh, the dragon race is really interesting. The dragon. That I'm fine. to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today, with a guest that we've never had before, so you guys are in for a treat here, um, and his name is... Alex! Yeah, we got Alex here. Alex Austin Boyd, it's great to have you on. It's great to be on, man. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been, you know, definitely a couple weeks since I've seen you, but it's been a while since we've kind of sat down and had a real chat. Yeah, man. And now it's good to have one, have a couple beers. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's um, kind of late on a Wednesday night, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a great night for a couple beers. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the Wednesday, I guess, you know. It depends yeah, on the, uh, I had a long work day. You had a long day of... Uh... Uh, look, look, sometimes... <laughs> you... Wait a second. Okay. Wait, what, was this a roast? Okay. What's going on here? Um... No, I mean, I, I did a movie marathon. Hey, who who hasn't, right? Well, Come on, sue me. Who else is raising their hand here? Right, right? but that's every day. <laughs> How many movies did you watch today? Um, I actually only watched, like, almost one. Not not a whole Oh, one. my God, not even one? No, because I, I talked to, to uh, Tyler a lot. I, mm. you know, I was busy working on a novel. and you, Wait, you're writing a novel? Or you're working on reading one? Uh, well, I'm actually, I uh, wrote, uh, if we're being serious here, I actually wrote a couple uh, screenplays. Oh. Anyone wants, to, but you wants have... to sponsor it and make, turn it into a play. Can we, okay, maybe uh, for one episode we'll we'll uh, enact one of your screenplays. Dude, you, I would love to do a reading on here, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A that'd table, be so, we can do a sick. table read, maybe in the second act. It'd <laughs> be amazing, dude, and then we can like, totally get into it and shit. And, and in a way, they're, they're, it's come, it's you know related to Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. You know, like you're both. There's a lot of acting that. No, for sure. And I was gonna act, ask you about that, but we'll save that for later. But real quick, you said you've written a couple of screenplays. Yeah, yeah, I have several. I have, um, well, okay, I say screenplays. I should have said I wrote. I've written uh, two plays. Okay. And one, one. Uh, one screenplay. Yeah, one screenplay for a movie. Um, do you have a favorite? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Can you I, give I, us a elevator pitch for that one? An elevator pitch? Yeah, ding. Okay, we're going up to uh, twelve. Oh no. Okay, okay. So floor. basically, there's it. It's kind of a meta play, right? Because it it takes place at this fringe festival, this this like play festival where everyone. Kind of puts their ha- their lottery. It's gonna take a long while to explain. Everyone puts like their like kind of lot thing in a lottery, and whoever gets chosen gets to put on a play for free. Okay. And and no matter what, they can put it on about whatever they want. Okay. So this guy is okay. This guy. So the play that you're watching is the 
Is the play at the yeah? Okay. Is the is a play basically? I wrote this for the Halifax Fringe Festival, so if I you know did it, it would be like it's, it would be taking place at layer? the Halifax Fringe Festival, and it'd be a play about the Halifax Fringe Festival. So it'd just be a completely just a water. Slide. So people would walk in. Basically, it's this random guy made this play called Knitting and Other Life Hacks, where he's like just gonna like he's a weirdo okay. and he's just gonna like tell people random like okay. corny like things like brush your teeth and shit. And, and things you should just yeah do? yeah you, things you should just like yeah that's no, a yeah. life hack <laughs> brush your teeth well no it's <laughs> life hack if you it's shower like you how, smell like, better like well like i said life he's a weirdo hack. he's a weirdo the strings on your shoes you can tie and they make them tighter <laughs> look man some people get paid for that shit man some people actually do but this guy is like a fucking weirdo but then like this random like actor basically a deranged actor takes control of it like 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 ties up basically backstage he ties up the guy and then he also ties up his uh his like wife and his wife's lover mm-hmm. and then he he has like a play is the play is him like doing a play about how he's been screwed over in life and it's this actor this crazy and then the the people who are stuck on stage and tied up they're like basically shit on him and it's like that it's like a dark comedy dude (laughs) does the audience think that it's all part of the performances that like they're do they see i think they will probably they will probably not the real life not the real life audience but the is there a fake audience too as a Oh, so no, no, like, no, it would be, it, it takes place, the audience is, it, it, if, if it went out perfectly, it would feel like, like, the play had just been, like, t- like hijacked, and, like, now this is, like, happening real. Okay. For real. Okay. And that's what, it, it would be pretty fucking sweet. So, my question is that, okay, so we've got this play about a play that's happening, right? Yeah. So. So, it's, like, artsy we, thing. Right, no, 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 I, I do follow it. But like in this within a play, there's a there's like this fake like cast like there's the fiction of what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there an, also an audience that is? The no, fiction? no, because the, the audience is just in in on it. There's, there's only no, one layer of audience. There's only there's one two layer, layer of, of plays that are going on. Yes, yes. And so the audience for both of those plays is the same people. Yes. Interesting. So like they would come in expecting one play, and then they right. Would, no, get, of course. They just get like like would be like what the fuck's going on? But then they'd also like kind of real. I, I mean, I would make it. It would be clear in my mind. It'd be clear that it is a play still, but like it would have that kind of feel of like mm. you know and um, that cinema verte kind follow of. <laughs> up question: How much replay value does this kind of play have? Is this something you can go do at another? Um, play festival well i mean the thing is is that there's fringe festivals all over Canada. so you could do it again somewhere else yeah it just ch- you just change like a few things in the script okay and that's it like like you just change there's like the instead of saying halifax you say like okay like edmonton or something no i follow you yeah 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 <laughs> i think i'm picking up where your phone down yeah dude um <laughs> then that's probably the best one but yeah um, let's take a little bit of a pivot here. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. go back to... <laughs> how far in are we here? It's a good opening, though. It's oh, a good, okay. good, uh, good story. Yeah, seven minutes in, we're kind of just waxing right now. Yeah, man, wa- wax- waxing idiotic. But isn't, isn't that the lifestyle of the early 20s? Oh, I thought you were about to say the lifestyle of a podcast, but I think it's about the same. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Um, but to go to uh, 
to a Dungeons and Dragons place. Yes, to take a pivot to that place. Um, we've actually played a few sessions of Dungeons and Dragons yes, together. Yes, we have. And correct me if if I'm wrong, but I feel like you and I played our first session at the same time. I think so. Yeah, I think I, I remember we had this whole like basically idea as a group to go and like do this quest and stuff, and then mm-hmm. we like all did it kind of together. Yeah, and that one was probably about six people, and I remember we had other friends who would just show up and not want to play but watch, like Mark or Anthony. Yeah, and they'd always get cheesed, whatever. And so in this small small little room right here that we're sitting in, we would have to fit nine people. Yeah, yeah. It would be me and like six players and two people who just wanted to come hang out, and... We needed enough table space for everyone to be able to roll their dice and have their laptops. And Nathan would usually come over before. This is kind of what made it a little bit special, too, is that before everyone came, Nathan and I would spend like half an hour probably rearranging the room, getting pulling chairs from this room and bringing them in here and setting it up. And like, okay, this we can fit two people here and three people can sit here. And we'll have this table going this way, and then there's a side table for this person. So it just felt like we were really making something. You know what sure. I mean? It's like the it just envisioning it like this person is gonna sit here, and I as a all the DM will be here, so you can face everyone, and and then everyone like this person shows up, and this person shows up, and they've brought like a pizza and. This person's running late, like, oh, like, come on, like, dude. Come on. Like, yeah. we're all waiting for you here. So, you know what I mean? Hashtag it's a, Ogden. Yeah, well, not even a player. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, yeah, someone yeah, who's yeah. not playing He's holding just, everyone up. I know, literally. <laughs> but, anyways, that whole... Shots fired on, wow. the, on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know what I mean? The showing up and everyone being there and... You know, being able to look across the table and really just act act everything out. You know what I mean? Like so much of communication is nonverbal and doesn't really give us much benefit in a podcast. But when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, hopefully, you know, you're in person and you can look at the person and make eye contact. And if they hit a nat 20, you can give them a high five and yeah, man. watch Dude. the dice that they roll and you can fucking give them a slug on the shoulder if they'd fucking screw you over. No, man, there's a serious sense of camaraderie in, mm-hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons. I did find that. Like, Yeah. It's it, like, we're all in this together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Even you, I mean, you could have, like, I know there's, like, disputes. You could have, like, a character who's, like, racist towards another person and something like that. All for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, like, generally, there's still that overall sense of, like, we're going to, like, you know, take on the world. Yeah, and it is a very, I think I've said this before, and this word specifically, but it's a very intimate activity. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's, like, really breaking down a lot of walls that people try to keep up when they're going through their day-to-day lives where you're doing voices or you're just pretend like you're going back to when you're a kid and you're pretending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not a gay I think feel like a lot of people at first that's kind of what makes them a bit nervous because they're they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's similar to improv in that way where like people like don't like they can't open up because yeah. they're afraid of this isn't like what I would normally do, so I feel uncomfortable 
just you know getting their feet wet yeah exactly exactly but then once like you people get into it they, they people from like all backgrounds like yeah love it like honestly like like i remember like nathan i i like to, like when i found out nathan was like really into it i was like mm. wow like that's good nathan is not you the kind would, of guy that looks like he'd be into dungeons and dragons you would be amazed at how <laughs> into dungeons and dragons nathan is he is so good at fine-tuning characters and knowing mechanics and knowing that this feat works well with this with this race, with this build, and if you multi-class with this level at this thing, you can... Some people just get really hooked on that stuff. And that's the other thing about the game is that you, as someone who really likes theater and acting, gets hooked on the role-play part of it. Yeah, where no, exactly. you get to interact with this person. Like, I can go up to this person and start a conversation. I want to improvise a scene with this person. And, you know, as a DM, if you're someone who's comfortable at improvising and as you, who's obviously also comfortable with doing that, we can kind of do, like, a back and forth for a while. And someone else, like, Nathan wants to jump in and make a couple of smart remarks or something like that. Then we're all having a good time. But at the same time, there's this aspect of the game that is very crunchy and stats based and like really looking at mechanics and this spell can do this much damn like this cone area so i should be able to hit this person and this person and give me two constitution saving throws you know what i mean there's so much stats and numbers to it that they can also appeal to someone who is a little bit more um do you know what i mean like math sure. inclined yeah or just strategy who likes strategy and that's why it's so i think popular because mm. it, it has both of those extremes kind of in in that one game you know like it has both like the the hitting your like left side of mm -hmm. the brain yeah exactly the right side of the brain you know yeah shit like that yeah that's a good way of looking at it and i think that both of them appeal to me equally i really enjoy setting up encounters and being you know being like okay every round this layer action is going to happen but it only triggers if this person uh makes some sort of fire attack like being really nitpicky with that stuff but also creating really emotional scenes for a character sure yeah arts. bringing it yeah bring like making you know, going through that hero's journey of starting off in, like, an okay place and then having that pitfall where everyone kind of feels like they're at the bottom and then they have this huge, like, come up and then finally they reach their goal or there's some little variations of obstacles along the way. But some of those moments can be really, like, as powerful as you want as a DM. You can take the emotional level of the game as far as you want and... You know, uh, I've ran a few campaigns with, like, Nathan and Dave where there's been, like, really, emo like, truly emotional scenes during our sessions to the point where I've, like, well, like, welled up a little bit and just, like, kind of had a hard time getting through what I've written down just because we've built up such a deep story and all this stuff really matters and, like, we're doing only doing this every week to have fun and goof around and roll sure. some dice and roll some damage. But at the same time, 
you know you know you have this math element of it you have this acting and like english element to it but then you also have this just like element where it truly hits like some emotions that you don't really get in a lot of other outlets no and the reason why is because like because it hits all those points you know what i mean like it's true it's a truly well-rounded game yeah i think and you have the freedom to lean into whatever you want yeah no, hundred percent. I mean, that's what I got out of it when, when yeah. we played. Was I, I loved like making up the story for my character and like, seeing like where where we went and shit. Like it was, it was really immersive. I found even mm. though uh, <laughs> Mitch was being annoying. I will say, <laughs> we've had Mitch on one time, and uh, I'll say that episode is really. That was just really great. Have you listened to any episode of the show, or are you? No, just... no, dude. I I actually haven't, to be honest. This is, I don't really know uh, where to find it. Yeah, where, um, where would I go? So anywhere that you f- would find your podcast, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's po- uh, Podcasts, I think is a pretty common app. Um, Anchor, which is the one that hosts this uh, podcast, you can find it there. If you just search us up on Google, you can find like eight different streaming services that we're on, which is pretty sweet. Um, and it was actually really easy too. Like getting this podcast going was not as difficult as I thought, and it was free. Yeah, um, and, and it's like it's just like a fun thing to do. Like, yeah, and we were kind of talking about this earlier. I feel like you kind of mentioned that it would be fun to do like some sort of shorts or skits or just like something. I remember like we did that radio show back in oh, was yeah. that f- second year, yeah, or first year. I think I think I think it was first year, man. Oh, it was. It was the end of first year. Yeah. yeah. You had a radio show. and your Sweet and sour. Yeah, your co-host couldn't make it. So me and our friend Nick showed up on the show. And oh my, I do really enjoy that. And I feel like we didn't really have a lot of listeners. It's kind of similar well, to this. Oh, yeah, we had like five. It's similar to this show. show where like I do really appreciate the listeners that we have. There's... We get about maybe 25, if we're, you know, sure. 40 on a really good episode. The first one, I feel like, is up to almost 100 now, which is awesome. That's pretty sick. Actually. And across all our episodes combined, we're pushing 1,400 listens over this is our 44th episode. So, pretty good. Um, yeah, it is really great. Um, all that matters is upward growth, right? Yeah, and, you know, this is just, like, uh, like well, when we were talking about that and whenever anyone kind of wants to try to do something like this, I just say, like, just do it. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have, like, a little, if even if you use, like, your external microphone and you're just sitting, like, at your desk and you're just talking into your laptop, if you want to create a podcast about something, then just do it. And upload it, and it doesn't. Even if literally nobody listens to it, you're still doing something. You're going through the process. Yeah, it's productive. You're getting better at it, and eventually, you know, you've got this catalog. Like, like I said, this is the forty fourth episode, which is definitely nothing to scoff at. Like, we've definitely come a long ways since our origins. Uh, almost a year ago, we're probably eleven months in at this point. Let me tell you something, Theo. You have like, like from when we were in 
uh, just fucking around in the radio uh-huh. show to now, you've de- you have really like improved like the whole oh thank you. like talking you know like 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 the whole like game of it you know oh. what I mean like I like I like being like constantly entertaining and engaging while on a uh, that's something that I've learned from having a podcast, but it's to really switch it back to D and D here. It's also something mm-hmm. that I've learned as being a DM is that you are the orchestrator or you are the circ the circle uh fuck what's the dude in the circus the ringmaster oh yeah 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 you are just you know making sure everything is going on time and making sure the pacing is good and knowing when to let someone else talk and knowing you know I've talked enough now and now someone else talks I'm it's not about me this is about the players this is about the co-hosts this is about the guests so you do pick up a lot about pacing and stuff like that and both you know talking on a podcast has made me possibly a better dm and being a dm and talking to people and pacing stuff and writing has made me potentially a better speaker or someone who's better more comfortable uh, addressing more than a handful of people I think we underestimate how like inter, how inter like in like skilled everything is to, like mm-hmm. to each other. You know, like like yeah. like learning to cook will help you with something else. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like it, it's all it's all related. Like you know, like you know, you have to be, for, for example, to be a good dungeon master. Uh, like to be a well-rounded one who's a very comfortable with the game who can. Uh, improvise well who can plan a session well that will you know there's a difference between like casually playing with like some people and just being like this is something that we do or you know something that i personally try to do is strive to be like good at what i do which is being a dungeon master sure and so i set aside a lot of time into learning how to do that and now, cause, you know, a little bit like teaching other people how to do that to some aspect. And so... You had you had some fire campaigns, man. Oh, thank like, you. I, they were, I remember they got pretty intense. Yeah. we In that one, we were running a module. So it was a mixture of taking something that existed and adding our own flavor to our friend group and being like... Um, so this is what is going to make us laugh. So I remember like naming the the very first bar that you guys went to. The name was the Anvil, which is yeah. the name of the bar in town. And so that's only funny to us. Obviously, they're not going to write that in the module. They're not going to write that in the textbook. That's just something that you as a you DM can like. So yeah, it takes. So like I was saying, it takes being a you know, recognizing when to share the floor, uh, being confident, um, being adequate at like writing or just planning stuff beforehand and having a sense of what a good plot looks like. You know what I mean? Like you've watched a lot of movies, you know what a good plot looks like. You know when the second act comes in, when the crisis occurs and you know there's that rising action in the fourth act oh, yeah. and you have that conclusion in the fifth you know what i mean like no 
plot structure is extremely important. Exa- the, like people ex- don't understand how mm-hmm. important plot structure is. Um, not to say that if you have a D and D campaign that you need to know beforehand what that uh, rising action is going to be. You need to know that you're going to get there eventually. Yeah. But just take it step by step. Like you're right. Like you're writing something like a play or something. You don't maybe know what's going to happen at the end when you start writing the beginning. We can find it along the way, and we can tie it into that rising action there at the no, end. No, you know, you know the beats. You just don't know the mm-hmm. uh, like the whole entire picture. And I mean, that's what it is. You should like like you should be thinking. I uh, I had a theater prof. Who said something interesting when I talked to him about uh, like movies? I said, "What do you look for in a good movie?" And he said, "Before anything, a tone," which is something I, I didn't think about, but but it's true because every single movie, every single like piece of work, writing whatever script, uh, play, or or dungeon master, uh, or or yeah, that you know. Like, it all comes from... It all has a tone to it. It all has, like, a certain distinct style that makes it what it is, you know? Tone and pacing. Um, And that's the other thing about being in person is that we can kind of look at each other right now and let's say we're playing a session and, like, let's say something really suspenseful is happening. Yeah. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, okay, Alex. In front of you, you have your friend who just failed two death saves and this dragon is looking down upon you and its fire breath is ready and you have a choice between saving your friend here or um, going for the final strike now if you try to save your friend there's a chance that you know you fail this check and the dragon is up next and it will most certainly incinerate you both but you can take a chance at um trying to resuscitate your friend and maybe they can help you or uh, you can take your chances at finishing this off but you've got a choice to make and like looking at you I can that's what I mean like pacing that out and knowing you know like like and see what you're doing right now is you're contributing to the tone of it Mm -hmm. like you're you're modulating you're not just like saying like oh uh, yeah like oh like I'm like I'm getting I'm getting sincere this is what is happening. This is the decision you have to make. Like we're like kind of, I'm kind of like leveling with you. Be like, look, like things aren't going well, and which is as a player a great place to be in is like, oh, I've like this is where what it comes down to is like it's been building to this. Yeah, like, no, and you're getting the adrenaline going. And yeah, you're like and you're st- some you're real st- adrenaline. Down. Like I yeah. am here. Yeah. Like I have this decision to make, and there are real consequences. Um. So it is like acting, but at the same time, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but acting, you're like acting out a part that has like someone else has written. You are acting out a part in Dungeons and Dragons. You are acting out a part that you're writing for yourself as it is happening, which is, you know, a little bit like improv, but it's also like, no, it's more structured than improv. It's very structured actually. So yeah. It is it is more structured than improv. Not that improv doesn't have any rules, but but like Dungeons and Dragons has like has a lot more I'd say, and they're more like integral to the game. Oh yeah, for like, sure. And I and I think that that structure mixed with that imagination aspect mm-hmm. of it 
Because they, they both kind of, like we were going, talking about before, but they both kind of support each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, and help make it a better game. That and, and a more accessible game to all, you know? Yeah, it's, um, and when I say that, like, a good DM takes all these things, I'm not saying that in order to DM, you need to be good at all these things when you start. What I'm saying is that as you DM and as you do creative things like making sketches or um, making podcasts, is that you become better at these things. Like you said, like I maybe wasn't the best host or or a, <laughs> a radio guest when I was uh, on your show five years ago almost. Um, but those are things that you're going to get better at and they're going to get, you know, you'll be more confident and then you can um, expand your palette a little bit, I guess. No, for sure. Or your sure. toolbox. And like, let me tell you something. Like I, I, was, <laughs> I was so bad at that radio show. Like I... I we had this uh, segment called this or that. Okay, can we do it right now? You want to do the segment? Yes. Can we do this or that? I can't. Remember, I don't know what it is, but I want to do it. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Oh, okay. No, too what is okay. It? So basically, you pick two random things that have nothing to do with each other, okay. and then I have to take one side. You have to take the other side. Then we debate. They have nothing to do with each other. They have nothing to do with each other. Okay. And and you have to debate why. It's use to mankind is more. Okay. Um, just any random thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you pick one, I'll pick one, another one. Okay. Uh, you give me one first to kind of give me a sense of how, like, random right. we're going. Uh, peanuts. Okay. Um, salt. That's pretty good. Okay, you think it's yeah, good? Yeah. All right, who wants to go first? Oh, I'm going to... You're, you're going <laughs> to... You want me to take the lead? I know. I'm just thinking of the uphill fucking battle. I'm going to have to climb. Peanuts versus one. salt? You, I mean, salt is... Well, hey, man, is this salt. is your segment. No, no, no. Like you... No, no, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready okay, for the challenge, no, okay. but... Well, let me start off then. Um, salt um, is, you know, may not sustain our lives necessarily but it sustains the lives of you know thousands of species in the ocean you put those species in fresh water all of a sudden you know you don't have that sort of life and so essentially our entire planet you know we're only one race on this whole planet the majority of this planet revolves around salt water specifically so put aside your table salt put aside the salt that you put on your fucking driveway when it gets a little bit slippery okay right we're talking about life as we know it because we haven't found life anywhere else and the majority of the life that we know lives within the salt thank you right okay Okay, now peanuts. So I, <laughs> so I could come here with all these fancy facts okay. and all these fancy words trying to put me into a conniption. But, hey, you could have gone first. But it's pressure. here's what I'll say. I'll okay. say we wouldn't have a very important and culturally relevant Mr. member of the black community. It, that that had inspired so many underprivileged youth. Do you know what I'm talking about? Enlighten me. 
George Washington Carver, the inventor of the peanut. He invented the peanut? Now you can talk about all your all your technical No, he invented he invented peanut butter. Alright. You know, oh, okay. peanut butter. <laughs> he invented he, he invented peanut butter. Okay. The peanut came a little before that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, he invented peanut butter mm-hmm. and showed a literally the original example of African American <laughs> entrepreneurship. No. So you can come at me about all these scientific facts, but you know what I'm looking at for? Uh-huh. I'm looking for social change. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'm looking. You're looking to the future. I'm looking to the present here and now. I'm looking at the bigger picture here. Are you? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> this is a hard one, man. I'm really, I'm really going all out. Okay, audience. Um, hashtag salt or hashtag peanut or hashtag change. No, <laughs> hashtag change or hashtag um, pro life. <laughs> That's an absolute joke. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much this or this or that. that and then, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, I feel like we don't have to go for another round. I feel like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been it's we been, went it's thoroughly. Exhausted. We went toe to toe. Yeah, man. I I well, I really I realized when you pulled out like the, all the fucking like serious facts about how we're all gonna die. I'm like, I I really have only one. This is it. This, I, gotta, I thought you were going to go Mr. Peanut for a second. And then oh. maybe even transition into Baby Peanut. Oh, dude. No, Baby Peanut's weird, man. It is a little baby bit weird. Peanut's a little, a little disconcerting. Because, yeah, Baby Peanut implies that he was like, how did he get made? Where did he come from? Because yeah, like I know. A baby. I don't, don't want to think about like Did where... he get grown? Was he grown? I Thank guess, you. but then how... How is their lineage, I guess? That's a good point as well. And how did he... It's kind of like a phoenix situation. It's like, Mr. Peanut died, and then immediately there's, like, baby Peanut. What is going on? I feel like it's definitely, like, a phoenix situation where, like, he was yeah, birthed yeah. birth from I his ashes. And he's just going to keep going back and forth. He's, yeah. he's like, some weird, what, no, immortal like, grandpa being? Peanut or, like, this is my great uncle. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. Mr. Peanut, but Mr. Peanut Butter is that his name or Mr. Yeah, Pe- is he Mr. Mr. Peanut? Peanut? Mr. Peanut's always seemed a little too like hoity-toity for me. You know, I feel oh, like you he's think like so? he's like too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's like get the, get those get those almonds out of there, man. Get the <laughs> the purebred peanuts, man. <laughs> Are you an almond guy? <laughs> I fucking love almonds. I also man. love almonds. How do you feel about pistachios? pistachios are pretty fucking good they are they delicious they and just the process of like cracking them open and like having one dish that you put the pistachio shells in you got the other ones where you're grabbing them out of and you know you know what else i think is underrated though pistachio ice cream Ooh. pistachio ice cream is actually really fucking good Ooh, that's a very good point yeah it's a very pretty good fire um this is not a pistachio podcast. Yeah, yeah, we got really off track. <laughs> this uh, is probably the the weirdest episode that you've done. No, I welcome you know the change up. Um, the audience can weigh in on how they think this episode went. Sure. 
Um, we do often ask for feedback and often that feedback does not arrive. So at this point I've kind of been like, you know what? If you guys aren't going to give me feedback, then I'm just going to do whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm not going to hold myself into a little box that, um, that we're going to keep this podcast to. It's meant to be a fun outlet where, you know, maybe it's not necessarily about the listen count or about the ad break that we have to get to pretty soon. Um, it's about just like hopping on the mic here, opening up garage band and, um, you know, just having conversations that you wouldn't necessarily, um, have found yourself in. Yeah. And that's what I think is the, the beauty of podcasting is that it, it forces people who like, like me, I'm thinking more of like big, like, like big podcasts where like they'll like, like bring like celebrities on and there's people. What you mean? This isn't a big podcast? No, well, I mean, no, medium, I'm medium podcast. No, I'm medium, kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. With medium podcast with room to growth. But, I appreciate uh, that. Uh, the, when they get like the celebrities on, it's like a random person. It's like, it's like this, like, like Bill Burr is talking to like mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> okay. And you're like, how do these people like even? Who do you think is who? Who's who in this are you more Zoe Deschanel or Bill Burr? I guess, I guess I'm more Bill yeah. Burr. You think I'm more Bill Burr? You think I'm not Zoe Deschanel? Dude, how am I not Zoe Deschanel? You have the. Uh, I think I I, I, I want to be. Who's Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like hashtag salt. Yeah, hashtag yeah, Theo let, is let the Zoe. Audience hashtag Alex. <laughs> peanuts i mean i guess i'm jaded but like smith i'm jaded (laughs) that's who i gotta be yeah jane smith only after earth though jane smith oh yeah yeah the bad the best kind that's peak acting performance jaden yeah oh yeah no peak honestly peak jane smith is probably the karate kid Mm, you have a good point um I played a uh, Drake Warden Ranger, which is a subclass of the Ranger class in D&D, to yeah. really bring it back here. <laughs> and this is such a stretch because it only comes up in the most insignificant, insignificant way. But I played a Drake Warden Ranger, and with that subclass, you get a, like a familiar who is a small drake. It's not quite a dragon, but it's like a drake. It kind of doesn't even fly. It like kind of moves along the ground. Um, but for some reason I named it Jaden. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I was, I kind of also had a, uh, Jason Statham accent when I was playing this character. It was like, Jaden, want to go ahead and use your breath weapon there. It's pretty good, actually. It's not bad. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of like, like me, it's kind of British Elvis almost. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> British Elvis is a really funny character. I feel like. Oh, thank you, thank you very thank much. You very much. <laughs> thank you for the tea. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I've, I've taken this podcast completely. No, off the it's rails. great. Um, um, you know, I'm having a good time. Uh, we are forty. We are thirty nine minutes in. We are going to, let's take a quick ad break here. We'll thank our sponsor for this week. 
Um, and then we'll come back. We'll wrap up the episode. Maybe we'll touch on a couple more topics. If you've already bailed on the episode, then uh, <laughs> that's fine as well. But we Listen, will be back for more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're, we're going to actually tell you it. the secret. The secret to being Whoa. the best at Dungeons & Dragons. Whoa. Like the number one thing. Stay the things the insiders won't tuned. tell you about. Stay tuned. This is what they won't tell you, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned on the other side of these messages. Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Thanks, Newsly! <laughs> Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web and reads them to you in a natural human voice, just like Dave's doing right now. I actually just downloaded it! <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose, perhaps the latest D&D news, and start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. Listen to the Dungeon Master himself. In addition, they also have podcasts from over 40s, 40 countries worldwide, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Canada's the best. Download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use promo code DUNGEON2021 with the O being a zero and receive a one-month free premium subscription. You better download now. Thanks, Newsly. All right, and we're back. We're back. Um, Alex, you said you had the tip to be, what, the best at D&D or what? Yeah, the, the absolute best at that of all time at D&D. Okay. Yeah, if you just apply this tactic. This one strategy. Yes, yeah. Okay. You ready? Okay. Practice. Practice. Okay. <laughs> Now let's back up a second. <laughs> well, just apply it, and you will you will eventually be the best. Let's just take it one step back. Sure. What, sure. Before you chose practice as the number one best thing in all of D anD D that you can do to become the best dungeon master in the world, frankly. Of all, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practice. Now, what were your other options before you chose practice? Uh, before Just to kind practice, of give us a thought process here. It, no, of course, of yeah. course was, there's nothing but thorough let's process. Through it. Yeah, me. let's walk through uh, it. I would say before practice, there was integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, integrity. Yeah, there was uh, honor. Honor, good one. Yes, have to be honorable. Uh, yeah, but then I, at the end of it all, you know, it, it's pra- practice is what makes all those things. You know? Practice makes perfection. Yeah. Perfection, that was another one that I thought. Yeah, perfection was another one, but you don't want to be a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. No, so, it's a double-edged sword. Right, you know, exactly. You have a little hey, bit. Sophie's choice. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but... <laughs> Yo, Meryl Streep, shout us out if we're... If you're listening. If you're listening. Streep, Loved you on I'm... Adaptation. Yo, I just saw Adaptation. No way. I swear to God, I just saw it on the plane coming back here. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I can't believe you just mentioned that. <laughs> what a deep pull. Bro, I was literally losing my mind on the plane because it was, it's the craziest fucking Nicolas Cage movie you'll ever watch. It's kind of amazing, but it's... Oh, uh, that's it's, so funny that we're talking about a Nick Cage um, uh, movie because literally last episode we were talking about National Treasure. Really? 
Well, this yeah. is this is a very different different wow, kind of different movie. Wow, we are just movie. really getting across his whole his whole filmography. Well, Nick Cage is a very interesting. Uh, he's a very interesting figure because he'll go from like bad to good and like. <laughs> oh yeah. Sometimes in the same movie, it, it's 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 shocking. Okay. Like, you can't put anything past that guy. Yeah, dude. He uh, he is a wild a wild man. A wild card. And I'm telling you, man, Nick Cage in this movie is a wild man, and he's and he's literally like not to, to actually. This will seg. Wait, should I spoil? It? I probably shouldn't spoil this movie, right? Spoilers ahead. Continue. Okay. Spoilers for adaptation, but basically. Okay, fuck. <laughs> I forgot we were talking about adaptation. I don't care if I spoil adaptation for anyone. Well, what do you mean, man? This is. <laughs> I literally don't care. It was pretty. It was a pretty crazy. Pretty good movie, honestly. I kind of. Is anyone? It. But out of the twenty-five people, twenty-five to forty people who listen to this episode, are any of them gonna care that we spoiled well, adaptation? adaptation. <laughs> what year was? Okay, this is when your party tricks. What year was adaptation? What a- year did adaptation come out? Uh, adaptation came out in two thousand three. Two thousand three. It's either two. Oh, it might be two thousand two. Final answer. Two thousand three. Final answer two thousand three. Yeah. It is two thousand and two. Fuck. Oh, oh. You almost had it. I thought you were gonna get it. I thought you saw my screen. No, I swear I didn't. Oh, no. I, I, uh, dude, oh, that's annoying. I was so fucking close. Yeah. I, this is also, maybe we'll do a quick segment here. Um, with you, your sort of claim or party trick is that if you name a movie, you should be able to come up with the year that it came out, correct? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I, I can do it for, I'm pretty, as, okay, bad, bad first example. Right, you pretty, did, you did. But I was always also a year, a it year was off. this it, one it, or that one, and you went with a gut instinct, and it was, but. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I th- okay. Okay. Uh, Princess Bride. Uh, 1987. 1987. Let me... Princess Auto. 1987. Woo! There Let's we go. go. You need that one. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go. Uh, here's one. Iron Giant. The Iron Giant. Oh shit! Is it a? Uh, it's like 1999. I see 1999 and 1998. But I think it's 1999. What are you putting in finally? 1999. You're correct. Yo! <laughs> let's go! Dude, I told you, man. I can do it. I, I can do it. All um, right. Uh, ooh. Here's one for you. Up. 2009. Up film. Because it, it is in a One film. of the best Pixar films, by the way. 2000 what? 2009. You're correct. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm really I'm really good. I mean, adaptation was a hard one, but um, oh, okay. Man, up is um, so beautiful. Okay, one last one. Um, Alien. The original Alien. Yes. Uh, 1979. I'm pretty sure. 1979. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm, Do we keep going till you miss one? I. You can't try and try and give me some stumpers. Monty like, Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, nineteen. Is it nineteen seventy five or nineteen seventy six? Uh. I have the answer in front of me. Nineteen seventy five. 
You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, dude. You're batting like 800 right now. Dude, yeah. It's, like I said, dude, I, uh, 90%, I'd say. I have 90% accuracy. All right. Um, ooh. Um, this one's kind of relevant. Uh, the original Matrix. Oh, 1999. Is that no, no, just no, like... pretty easy. Don't have to look that one up? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Do I have to look it up or no? I mean, uh, yeah, audience, you tell me. Matrix Reloaded. Okay, if oh, you got that no. one, let's quick pivot. Matrix Reloaded. Oh no! Okay, I'm, I'm much worse with the sequel then. <laughs> we worse. found his weakness. <laughs> no. Uh, two thousand. It's like it's like two thousand one for for the sequel. Is that right? Tell me what your final answer is. Two thousand one for two. Uh, two thousand and three for three. Wait, Matrix Reloaded, it says 2003, and Matrix Revolutions, it says also 2003. What? <laughs> There's no way, Le- man. Okay, wow, deep wait, dive. Look wait. at this, look at this, look at this. Matrix Reloaded, 2003, Matrix Revolutions, 2003. It's a 2003 American film. Okay, and that's, wait, that's the last one. That's the last one. So, wait, okay, and Reloaded Matrix Reloaded. Is- it's 2003? 2003? How? Wait, how? Okay. So at the start of one year, they released the sequel, and then that at the end, insane. they released Name the... one series that has done that. I have no clue, man. I can't think of one. That's unheard of. Jesus. I thought it was, like, years apart. They what were the f- on top of their so they... shit. But then they just... It's, it's kind of weird, too, because they went from 1999... And then just a... Double then, whammy. Yeah, it's double whammy to the wow. I don't think I've ever heard of a Wow, the a movie more series. you know. This That's is a kind of like a fun fact. Like, did you know that the first Matrix came out in 1999, but then the second and third movie came out in the same year? Yeah, dude, you'll be the talk of the town at the cool water cooler. The year of the birth of my youngest sister. <laughs> <laughs> It was quite the year for Nagis and Household. <laughs> but this was the most important It was quite the part. year. We had Emily and Matrix, and Matrix Reloaded, Reloaded and, and Revolutions. Matrix. It was crazy. Bro, those... In February, we had Reloaded. In August, we had Emily. <laughs> and then in December, we had Revolutions. In a and way, Revolutions was our own Christmas baby. It was our own revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we waited all the way till twenty twenty one. Oh, that's fucking funny. And now we, oh yeah, now we have a new new one. I and a new child. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that new one, by the way. Um, uh, I think I think it's. Did a you little, see it? I saw the trailer. Okay. So I'm you know I'm qualified to make a. Oh, a very, for, yeah, yeah. for sure. An opinion about for the entire sure. film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just think Neo. I think bringing Neo back is kind of stupid. To be honest. You think they should have brought in Daniel Craig or something? <laughs> well, yeah, a better actor, please. But Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, dude. That would be fucking Timmy hilarious, Shals. man. If Timothy Chalamet was in The Matrix. He was a new Neo. I can kind of see it. That's, that's the worst part. I can see it, too. He's like just a little bit too young, though. Yeah. You know what he's going to be in next? Actually, I would be interested to know how young Keanu was when he was in the first one. Oh, he's pretty young. Compared to how old Timothy Chalamet is now. How, you know, 
I think he was a little older than Timothy Chalamet is now. I feel like it would involve a lot of research and just, like, me looking up shit to figure out how old Keanu Reeves was when he did the first Matrix. Probably the mid-20s, I'd say. How old is Timothy Chalamet? I think he's, like, 25 or something. Here we go. There's only one way to find out. How old is Timothy Chalamet? I'm asking Siri right now. He's 25. Dude, Bro. he's 25. I know. This Feel like... I'm on it. Could Timothy Chalamet play Neo in the reboot if we recasted it? If we... Yeah, we should We should start out, like, go to... Remember, like, when Sonic looked really bad for the Sonic movie? Oh, my God. They, they like, can't no, championed it, and then they yeah. changed it? We, we could do that, but for the new You Matrix. think we could? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Bring all me. of our listeners can get behind this... Hashtag salt. Hashtag Chalamet. Hashtag Chalamet was robbed. Hashtag Chalamet for Neo. <laughs> Hashtag stop the vote. Dude. <laughs> or stop the count. <laughs> stop the count. We want to revote. We want yeah. to count. Dude, I, you know what he's in next? What? He's literally in a prequel to Willy Wonka. He's playing a young Willy Wonka. I was going to say maybe it was a young like Grandpa Joe. No, man. It's like... It's is like, that his name, Grandpa Joe? Yeah, no, it is actually. Like, I'm pretty pool. sure. <laughs> Dude, Grandpa Joe was always a fuck, man. Honestly. I've never called any of my grandparents Grandpa and then their first name. Oh, uh, yeah, I just say, yeah, I just say Grandma. I feel, like, Grandpa. I feel like Charlie did live with just four grandparents, though. But it was kind of crazy how, like, dude, he literally, the grandma, Grandpa? Grandpa was, like, 90, and Charlie was, like, 12. Like, that generational gap is huge. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're all, like, so freaking old, and then the it's mom like, is, like... The mom is, like, 30, like, like 39, and, and Charlie is 12, and Grandpa is 99. <laughs> now, why are we roasting Charlie to talk about it? Because, in, oh my god, the new one with Tim Burton. Trash. I'll with say it right now. Tim Burton? The new, <laughs> he actually stars as Wonka. Yeah, he's Wonka. Himself. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually. Willy. He's such a method actor, he's portraying Johnny Depp, portraying Whoa, Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, it's crazy. But the movie, dude, the movie sucks. The the original is the only way to go. The original is a little bit. The crazy thing about the original is that they actually legit trained all those squirrels to like sort whatever the fuck they were doing. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what? That was a crazy scene. Yeah, and they like they didn't want to CGI it, so they trained squirrels to like when it would come down, they would like split it open, and then like the good ones they would put down here, like the bows. I don't know. It was uh, apparently a very long process. Dude, I bet, man, that sounds like a nightmare. I I would not want to be in that room. Why not? With a bunch of squirrels. With a bunch of squirrels, man. You don't like squirrels. I don't like squirrels. I I I tell you, man. There's sometimes when I was walking down the street in Toronto. Dude, that's. And, and yeah, they'll like surround you. They'll Kay. like literally like like five of them. I'll be like chill. Like man, so in Nova Scotia, squirrels are pretty small. I'd say yeah because whenever like someone I'm hanging out with like whoa it's a huge squirrel and like point to some squirrel I'm like what are you talking about? Because the squirrels in Ontario are like the fucking big. size of rats. Yeah, they're giant. They're actually giant because they just have so much the fucking. 
maybe it's especially just like in like I guess you do you live in like in Toronto, right? Are yeah, there a lot yeah. of squirrels in Toronto. Um yeah, there are still actually, believe it or not. Like they 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 find a way and raccoons. I believe that. But uh, in London is very like they call it the forest city, but it's just like especially the neighborhood I grew up in is very like squirrel heavy. A lot of very squirrel heavy. So they'll get re- like they'll just thrive there. So I've seen some really big squirrels and so when someone be like, "Wow, it's a big squirrel." And it's like the size of my hand. I'm like, "Come on." I'm like I don't want to brag about the size of squirrels. <laughs> yes, kind of. oh, where I'm from, we have squirrels knee up knee high. <laughs> <laughs> they were the size of some uh, border collie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if we're gonna get a lot better than that. <laughs> so probably a better time to wrap up than any. Yeah. And uh, oh, but to conclude, uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons practice. Mm, bring it back. Practice. Yes, of course, the best always. tip of the all of all time. All of all time. It'll yeah. Be- Every single champion has done it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just a proven fact. Yeah. I believe you. Um, uh, and my master class would teach you everything you need to know. <laughs> for na- for $99 a session. <laughs> it's, all, it's, just, it's just the four, five seconds. It's it you and Mark Hamill. Practice. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> yeah, we get Mark. That's how we justify it. Yeah. Um, anyways, Alex, thanks for being on the episode. Oh, no problem, man. This was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, thank you everyone who, who actually made it this far. It's a miracle if you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With how many times we fucking, sw- you know, swerved, swerved off, the off the road, hit a deer. Yeah. 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 Flipped over. Capsi- Pushed the car back. Capsized. First, and the, but then the car rolled Went back into a pond. Yeah. yeah. Now the car is dead. And we're, and we're and we're, we're walking home. Yeah, we're just walking home. Yeah, we're being harassed by squirrels. You know, <laughs> yeah, squirrels that go up knee high. <laughs> that goes up knee high. <laughs> they're they're biting our legs off, basically. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really fun, man. Yeah, everyone, give give us a follow on Instagram at Dungeon Master Pod. Follow up. Yeah, you gotta follow up now. Oh yeah, go go check me out on on Insta. Yeah, check Alex out <laughs> on Insta. I don't know. I meant you have to follow the podcast on Insta. It's kind of like oh, I thought I thought you I thought you were telling me to to like plug, put out, to plug, plug, plug your my Insta. shit. <laughs> no, don't plug your shit, man. That's <laughs> fucked. No, I'm plugging my shit right now. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought you were. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was like oh like like the like you're plugging it then like the guest is gonna plug or something. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, you gotta follow my. Follow Insta- me on Insta. <laughs> no, I'm telling you specifically to follow my podcast Instagram. Okay, I will. I will do Dungeon that. Master Pod yeah. and everyone else too. Follow that, please. I beg you. And after you follow that, if you're in the area, just if you see, go through who's following them. And you'll see Alex. How about that? Yeah, That's yeah. how they'll find exactly. you. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, there but you go. But then maybe you could send some traffic on the website or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've stretched out this outro long enough. Okay, yep. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been great. And, uh, ciao. See ya.